0: Welcome to the Conversations with Jesus podcast. I'm Johnny Layman, a baptized man of God who has the amazing blessings of being a husband, father, and the pastor at Divine Savior Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. This podcast is designed to bring you the self-sacrificing love of Jesus found in the Bible through 15 to 20 minute episodes that focus on relevant life issues and what God has to say about them. Check out our website, divinesaviorchurch.com, as well as our Facebook and Instagram pages if you'd like to find out more about the incredible things that God is doing through our church family. We're starting a new conversation with Jesus this week called Mission Possible. In fact, over the next five weeks, We're going to be looking at the Great Commission of Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. This incredible purpose that God has given his church to go into all the world and spread the life-changing gospel message. Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, they go like this. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. This is God's word. Your heart is pounding. You're mentally saying a million prayers a second. You're sitting with a friend, you've been praying with no Jesus, and she just said, I feel so lost. There has to be more to life. The gospel door is wide open. What will you say? And how will you say it? You like how I just threw you into an imaginary pressure-packed gospel conversation moment? Maybe you know this scenario all too well. Right now, can you picture someone in your life that doesn't know Jesus? Jesus. Whose face do you see? That face is your mission. Those faces collectively are our mission. And even though we know eternity is on the line, we look at this mission Jesus has given us, his church, to go and make disciples together, and we look at ourselves and think, I could never. I could never share my faith. It'd be so awkward. I wouldn't know how to describe it. I could never invite someone to come to church. I don't want to be preachy or Jesus-freaky. We have so many I could nevers when it comes to talking with people who say, I could never walk into a church. And I don't have to tell you, there are a lot of people like that out there. The I could never walk into a church crowd. In fact, maybe you're one of them as you listen to this. Maybe this is the first time in a long time or ever, that you've heard a pastor talk about Jesus, talk about the good news of the gospel. And I just want to say I'm so, so, so happy and glad and honored that I get to be the one to bring that message to you. Because as Christians, there's nothing we'd rather do than share the message of Jesus, especially with those who don't know him yet. There are about 1.5 million people in Palm Beach County. An estimated 33% say they're Christians and about 60% consider themselves irreligious or maybe you've heard the term nuns, N-O-N-E-S. That means there are about 900,000 people who live within driving distance of our church here or our church in Delray and have no relationship with Jesus. seems like Mission Impossible, right? How can our church of 280 possibly make a gospel impact in a group of 900,000 we could never. Dot, dot, dot. So that's how the small group of Jesus' first followers felt too. Here in Matthew 28, and we're going to be here for the next four or five weeks, they're literally having a mountaintop moment with Jesus. Matthew writes, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. This is after Easter. The resurrected, victorious Jesus is standing in front of them and you see these two groups. The first literally goes face down on the ground and worships Jesus. And the other group, they just don't know what to do. So the picture behind doubt here is wavering. Maybe you can picture them. They're kind of bending their knees, looking around. They see the one group on the ground, but they just don't know how to react to seeing Jesus. They don't know what to do. Here they were in front of the Son of God who was true man, became the first human being to beat death and rise again, and they had no idea what to do next. And Jesus gives them a mission. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, everyone, from tiny to old, everyone. This small, tiny group of wavering followers going to all nations, everyone? How could they make a gospel impact in such a worldwide way? These followers of Jesus, they looked at themselves and you know what they see? They see former fishermen with no formal training in teaching, preaching or writing. Followers of Jesus with some rough past like denying Jesus or cheating people out of money. They looked at their skills, at their sins, how alone they felt as they were given a monumental commission to go into all the world, our tiny group. We could never have you been saying the same thing when you think about the gospel mission Jesus has placed you in maybe you're thinking i haven't shared my faith with anyone for days weeks months years or ever i don't feel qualified i have no idea what i would say if someone asked me to to describe my faith i, I could never and maybe your personal i could never is like peter's response to our luke reading lord go away from me i'm a sinner My life is too much of a mess to be an example. And you look at yourself and you see the addiction you have or had, the AA meetings, the anger problem, the lust struggle, the divorce you went through, the grief you feel, the complaining, the worrying, and you think, me? Be a gospel witness? Me? Invite someone to church? Me? Talk about my faith? I can never. I'm not good enough. And you know what? You and I aren't. Not in our own. We look at our shortcomings, we examine our sin through God's standard for life called the law, and we come to the conclusion that I could never. How could my words convince someone to believe in Jesus? I don't have the personality for it. I don't have the authority or knowledge to speak it. Does Jesus really expect you and me to be able to strike up a spiritual conversation with our waitresses at Olive Garden? Does he really want me to think about the spiritual well-being of the parent sitting on the bleachers next to me? Does he really think I can speak my faith to someone with a MAGA hat or a Biden bumper sticker or a rainbow flag shirt? Am I really called to share my faith with someone who's hurt me? I could never. Those I could never thoughts are the minds of Jesus's disciples too. Being an ambassador for Jesus, despite how imperfect I am, willingly submitting everything in my life for the purpose of spreading the good news of Jesus, I could never, or so our sin-driven nature tells us. See, Satan, he wants us to hear this great commission and not be excited, but dejected. He wants us to stiff-arm Jesus and say, I could never, No one will listen to my stumbling words, or so-and-so will make fun of me, or someone is so much more qualified, or Jesus, I've done some awful things in my life, I'm the last person to show up being a Christian is all about, and notice where the focus is. Me cubed. Me, myself, and I. Satan wants it to be all about you, because when it's all about me and you and not Jesus, we can never. We can never have the authority, ability, or power to change hearts with our gospel witness, so I try Or so he tries, Satan, that is, to convince us. I could never, but. The conjunction that changes everything. There on that mountaintop, Jesus could see into the wavering, doubting hearts of his disciples. And this little phrase changes everything. He sees them doubting, and he came to them. He approached them. He didn't leave them in doubt. He came near, showing they weren't alone. They had him. And notice the very first words he says to these hesitating hearts. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I got this. These sinner saint disciples struggling with I could never thoughts, And Jesus says, I know. And that's why I got this. I have all authority. His word of gospel promise propelled this group of 11, knowing that Jesus is in control of all things, It propelled them to share their faith all over the world. It was an authoritative word of the Son of God, not just a great moral teacher, but the Lord Almighty, which motivated and empowered his earliest followers to join Jesus on his mission. In fact, it's through those followers that you and I are even listening to this podcast right now. They could never on their own, but Jesus. We could never on our own, but Jesus. Jesus whether you feel like the prophet isaiah or peter head down as you think about your sin and guilt or whether you feel like moses underqualified and not skilled enough your feelings aren't the authority jesus's words in the bible are his word tells you not i could never but with jesus i will always you are your own clearest example of the power and authority of jesus and his word He once saw a doubting dead heart and transformed it through the greatest news the world has ever heard. News that never gets old. News that Jesus holds all things, including your life, in his hands. News that he knew we could never, and so he did it for us. News that even with all our failures and sharing our faith, there is forgiveness, complete and true. And he keeps giving us more opportunities. That's the authority of Jesus. No other teaching can contend with his. He alone has all authority in the universe. But this authority isn't about oppression. It's about grace. He doesn't force trust and submission to his will. No, he takes your and my once dead, doubting, death-destined hearts of sin, and he speaks his freeing word. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, he does something amazing. This miracle of faith happens through word, through baptism, and our hearts become living, active, trusting, and heaven-bound. We could never, but Jesus did. Because Jesus did, and his word, which has complete authority, says he did, you can know with total certainty that his authority is behind your witness. Yes, Jesus' authority is so deep and profound that even through our stumbling words describing our faith, the Holy Spirit can work miracles. By faith, you'll never look at someone in your life and think they'll say no. Instead, you wait. And you watch. Because you know the Holy Spirit has a way of changing hearts. After all, he changed yours and mine. We could never, but God has. Notice, it's no longer I, but we. Not only do we have the authority of the triune God behind us, we also have a divine Savior family across two states. We have Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod that we belong to, dedicated to spreading the life-changing gospel in America and throughout the world, and of course, the invisible church militant everywhere. But remember your mission your mission. Remember the faces you saw, the face in that cubicle next to you every day, the face you see behind the cash register every day when you get your coffee, the face you see in the living room as you watch TV. That's the mission Jesus is joining you on. And you are my own. I could never, but together, it's a whole different story. Did you know that our Divine Savior Church Association has a goal that in 10 years across our campuses, 5,000 people will be worshiping Jesus together every Sunday? or that our synod wants to start 100 new churches in 10 years. Those are goals we cannot achieve on our own. It's a God-sized vision that depends on a God with no limits, a Savior who claims all authority in heaven and earth. It also reminds us that we're better when we work together. Just as Jesus gave his great commission to his whole church, not just to a few select individuals, likewise with a blessing that we have being a part of Divine Savior Ministries and Wells, or we have a built-in audience for the gospel as a Divine Savior Church. I could never but together with Jesus, we can. It's in that joy and excitement that in a few weeks we're gonna be having some harvest strategy summits where we're gonna be having some amazing conversations about how we can intentionalize everything we do as a church family in the light of the bigger kingdom picture to equip each other to bring the light of Jesus to the world, to collaborate and be unified in the vision Jesus has joined us in here in West Palm Beach, those faces. Those 900,000 people walking through life without Jesus at their side, how can we not be motivated? How can we not be excited? That's one of the most beautiful aspects of being a Christian, that every day we have opportunities to share something, the only thing that goes beyond life itself. So God has already overcome a lot of I could never hear. So bring your doubts, insecurities, and fears. Bring them to Jesus. He'll come near And let's see and marvel at what God can do here in Palm Beach County and throughout the world to an authoritative, grace-filled word. Amen. Thank you, as always, for listening to this week's podcast. I hope that it pointed you to Jesus and his grace and how it changes everything in our lives, gives us purpose and hope. God be with you this week, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.